Good evening. Welcome uh, to our virtual revival here, here at the Friendship Baptist Church. Tonight, we have a dynamic speaker, the Reverend Vivian uh, T. Hambrick, Pastor Hambrick, pastors the Lye River Baptist Church. Uh, she is a wife married to Brother Tony Hambrick. She's a mother. Uh, she's one who loves the Lord. She's been doing great work there at the Lye River Baptist Church. Uh, she can preach the word. She knows how to teach the word. She knows how to deliver the word of God with clarity. She's going to come tonight and share with us, and I pray that you will be blessed from what God has given her uh, to give you and I as we hear from heaven uh, during this coronavirus pandemic. The gospel still uh, goes out. The pandemic has not stopped the preaching of God's word. Please stay with us. Enjoy. Amen. Good afternoon. Deacon Flip Quiller, one of the deacons here at Friendship Baptist Church. As we start our revival again tonight, our scripture will be coming from the book of John, 1 John verses 29 through 34. And I'll be reading the NIV version. The next day John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Look, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. This is the one I meant when I said, a man who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. I myself did not know, but the reason came baptizing with water was that he might be revealed to Israel. Then John gave this testimony. I saw the Spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain on him. I would not have known him except that the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, the man whom, man whom you see, the Spirit, come down on and remain is he who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I have seen and I have testified that this is the Son of God. May we pray. Lord God, we come as almost as we know how. Thanking you, Lord God, for this another day. Thanking you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. As the Holy Spirit lead God and teach us the way to go. Lord God, we thank you for everything you've done for us. We ask for your grace and your mercy. Now we're begging for your mercy and your grace. Lord God, through these pandemic times, we call upon you right now, Father God, to touch us. Revive us who only you can do. Revive us in that spirit, Lord God. As we teach each other's pandemics, distances from one another, our distance from you, Lord God, we ask that it be a closer walk with thee. Touch our, touch our, our pastor, Father God, touch our, each and every one of our members, sick and shut in, if that be any bereaved families in our, father, in our family, Father God, we ask you to touch them also. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, we need you in these times. Follow, lead us as we follow you, Holy Spirit. Show us a way to go. We need you in such a way. Touch our leaders, Father God. Touch our leaders, Father God, so there'll be people that will, be, will love your people. Touch them in a mighty way. We need you in a mighty way, Father God. And we pray these in all prayers in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Greetings, my brothers and sisters. And certainly, we are blessed by God. Uh, to have this privilege and this opportunity um, that the Lord has afforded us once again. And I extend my appreciation to um, Pastor Edwards, 
um, and the Friendship Church family um, for giving us this opportunity to stand once again in this sacred place um, to be able to proclaim God's word. And certainly, we invite you to pray with us and invite you to give us your amens, amen, and that we will be encouraged through God's word tonight. Uh, we ask you to open your Bibles to the book of Hebrews, um, chapter 12. We will be reading two verses from that chapter, the New King James translation. And the scripture reads, and therefore, verse 1, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnare us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Verse 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God, the word of God for the people of God. And my brothers and sisters, and we will pin a topic to this text and encourage you tonight to stay in the race. And there is a song of the church um, that many of us are familiar with um, entitled, All God's Children Got a Race to Run. We don't sing this song as much as the saints of old. Uh, but some of the lyrics, it reads, I'm going to run on. I've got a race to run. All of God's children have a race to run. And I can record that there were sisters in the amen corner. Someone would say, I'm going to pray on. I'm going to serve on. And you better run on because all of God's children got a race to run. And when we think about that word race, it implies to compete in a race such as the Olympic Games, there are different types of races, short distance, a long distance runners competing. And the track is the course on which the race is run. Runners must be disciplined following the course to be successful spending hours daily training to compete. And my brothers and sisters, the Christian life is compared to a foot race, metaphorically as a marathon race, that we are long-distance runners. And Jesus set the course for his church, and it is imperative that we stay the course 
And for our competition is against Satan. As we strive to stay in this Christian race, Satan is out to block our progress. He attacks on every side and using all tactics necessary to discourage you and me to give up on our journey. And But I submit to you that training is vital and we must be disciplined in our Christian training. Yes, that is spending time with God and Bible study and Sunday school and attending worship. And someone would say that even in this pandemic, that God is still doing what he does best, and that is making provisions for the church for his glory, uh, using the abilities and skills, knowledge of his people. While we are worshiping virtually, teleconference, drive-in worship, but still serving God, at such a time as this, bless the name of Jesus. So my brothers and my sisters, while we are running in this Christian race, it is imperative to know who, why, and what you're running for. As believers in Christ, we are running for the almighty God. Uh, the maker and the creator of all things. He is the only true and living God, the only God in three persons, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost, the God who is strong and mighty and mighty in battle. Why are we running? I am running because while we were yet sinners, God sent his son to die for our sins. He brought us, he brought me, I'm a witness tonight, out of darkness into this marvelous light to tell somebody about his saving grace. Someone asked, well, what are we running for? Uh, we're running for God promised that whosoever believe in his only begotten son shall not perish but shall have everlasting life. It is a race to know God to commune and fellowship with him now, both now and forever. When we look at this text um, here in Hebrews uh, chapter 12, this great cloud of witnesses, uh, the writer was referring to the men and women described in chapter 11. Uh, that whenever you read and you study the life of Abraham, Sarah, Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph, the patriots of the faith, scholars refer to this as the faith hall of fame. 
It teaches us that we are not the first ones to struggle with problems and experience hardships in this race. Uh, their example of great faith is a constant encouragement to the church today. And I submit to Pastor Edwards and this friendship family are the saints who run before us, even here at Friendship, left their mark. And they paved the way and passed the baton of faith to continue the race of uh, uh, continued the race and are now among this cloud of witnesses cheering for us as we carry it on to the next generation. Uh, scripture teaches us in Romans chapter 15 and verse 4. It reads, for everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through endurance and encouragement of the scripture, we might have hope. And see, the more that we know about God and what he has done uh, through the years, it gives us more confidence in what he is doing now and what he will do in the future. In this text in Hebrews 12 and one, that first verse, it reads, Therefore, we also are surrounded by so great cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnare us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. My brothers and sisters, the race is a lifelong test. Uh, it's a lifelong test of faith in this world. Now, right uh, there in Hebrews 10 and 38, it reads, Now the just shall live by faith. But if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. And so when we look at this text and we look at the B clause of this verse 1, the writer encouraged us here to lay aside every weight. And when we think about that weight, we think of something that has you burdened or something that is weighing you down. I don't think we've ever observed a runner in a race whether it's long term or uh, long distance or short distance, running with a weight belt around his or her waist. They're not running with weights attached to their anchors. Uh, they are running. Why? Because you have to lay aside the weights that easily beset us. In other words, throw off everything uh this not like the lord jesus christ especially the sin that so easily ensnares us in other words that hinders us 
And I'm reminded of the scripture that Paul writes to the church in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 7. That NIV version, it reads, you were running a good race. Uh, Who cut in on you to keep you from obeying the truth? And my brothers and sisters, why we're running this race, we cannot allow anyone to be a hindrance to us. Don't allow anyone or any fresh wind to come along and cut in on you and cause you to disobey the truth of God's word. You have to lay aside those things. Throw off arrogant attitudes, pride, selfishness, bitterness, and anger. These vices will keep you and me entangled up in sin. But the scripture teaches, let us run with endurance. The race that is set before us. And running with determination. In other words, we have to run with a made up mind. Relying on the power of the Holy Spirit. And Paul writes in 1 Corinthians, the scripture teaches, 1 Corinthians 9, 24, uh, the NIV translation reads, do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one get the prize? Run in such a way to get the great prize. Stay in the Christian race, staying in this Christian race, it requires purpose and discipline. Uh, the Christian life, it takes devotion, commitment, self-denial, and grueling preparation. And we are running toward our heavenly reward. Look at verse 2, verse 2. It teaches us looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And this teaches us that Jesus is the supreme example of this Christian race. He is our example for trusting in his Holy Father and committed to doing the will of God. And see, all believers who have trusted God and endured in their faith are great examples for us. But here tonight, I want to leave with you four points to encourage you to stay in this Christian race. First of all, we must reach forward with persistence. And that word persistence, it means continuing a course of actions despite opposition. Satan is on the prowl. 
seeking whom he can devour. Those that he can cause to doubt God, to become discouraged, to steal your joy, to kill your hope. And destroy by holding you in bondage in your past sin. Uh, but I tell you tonight that the devil is a liar. Because the word of God, it teaches us in Philippians 3 and 13. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended but one thing I do. Forgetting those things which are behind me and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. And that's why, my brothers and sisters, we must move forward with persistence. Today, see, Christians, uh, some Christians live in the past, dwelling on what could have been, should have been, or would have been. But I suggest to you tonight that we must emulate Paul uh, and forget those things which are behind that we can win and running this Christian race by persistently uh, reaching forth to those things which are set before us looking unto Jesus. The author, he is the originator of your faith. And so moving forward, trusting him and forgetting the past. And you know what Jesus teaches in Luke 9 and 62 that no one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in God's kingdom work. In other words, looking back will slow you down. Looking back may cause you to stumble. Even my brothers and my sisters, be careful and even watch you're in a circle because someone in your circle may try and hold your back. But tell them we are pressing forward and moving forward with persistence. We must be persistent. Uh, second of all, apply yourself to purpose. And that word apply, it means to give careful, continuous attention and effort, purpose and intentional plan, a reason for action. Today, many Christians like purpose. They are drifting along aimlessly without thought of advancing the kingdom of God. But keep your focus on Jesus. We are in this race together, one in Christ. We should have the same purpose, the same mindset, running this race arm in arm as co-laborers for Christ and be bringing glory to 
his holy name. So I suggest to you that we take an inventory of our spiritual lives and set goals for overcoming our weaknesses that we should live with purpose. And that's why Philippians 4 and 3 and 14 teaches I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call, the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. We look forward to a fuller and a more meaningful life because of our hope in Christ Jesus. So brothers and sisters, we must reach forward with persistence. Apply yourself to purpose. Thirdly, conquer evil with the power of God while you are in this race. That word conquer implies to defeat an enemy, to take by force, to gain control over a bad habit or some difficulty. Uh, the world is filled with sin and evil. And Satan is constantly trying to defeat God's people. But the Bible teaches us, submit yourselves then to God and resist the devil and he will flee from you. James chapter 4 and verse 7, remember Jesus is our example and he trusted in his father. Most importantly, he is the originator, the finisher, the perfecter of our faith. He is the source of our strength, love, grace, and help in our time of need. He is your enabler. As the old church would say, he walks with me and he talks with me. And the old saints would say, I'm not going to let anybody turn me around. Yes, my brothers and sisters, we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. For the scripture teaches uh, that we can conquer evil with the power of God. Why? Because 1 John 3 and 8 teaches for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested uh, that he might destroy the works of the devil. So Satan is already a defeated foe. Uh, conquer evil with God's power. And lastly, my brothers and sisters, we must endure hardness with patience. In 2 Timothy 2 and 3, it teaches you yourself must endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. This race is not an easy race. And the lack of patience and endurance only leads to disappointment. A good soldier must endure hardships, pressing forward, knowing that our faith 
in God is not a guarantee of a happy and a carefree life. For the word of God, it teaches us. Jesus said, if the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. So we must endure as a good soldier because the race is not given to the swift nor the strong, but to the one that will hold out and hold on until the end. For the word of God, it teaches in Hebrews 10 and 36, that New Living Translation, I love how it reads. It says patient endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all that God has promised. I don't know about you tonight, but I'm looking forward to receiving all the promises of God. So we have to stay in this race and have a good finish because Jesus, he willingly died Oh, the despising, the shame of the cross. A shame for death. He died on the cross for your sins and my sins. The Bible teaches, for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us. That we might become the righteousness of of him in Christ Jesus. I don't know about you, but I'm going to stay in God's Christian race and not allow anything or anyone to turn me around because I'm looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of my faith, because he's able to keep us. He's able to sustain us. He's leading and he's guiding through this Christian race. He died one day that we might live. He died one day that we might continue on the work of his ministry. But the Bible says that they buried him in another man's tomb, in a weekend grave, all night, Friday night, he stayed in the grave, all day, Saturday, all night, Saturday night, but the Bible declares that it was early, the first day of the week, Sunday morning, he got out of the grave, shook off grave clothes, and declared all power, all power has been entrusted unto me. And he promised us that, lo, I will be with you 
always. So we can stay in this race because Jesus is on our side. We can stay in this race because we have the word of God is our compass. It is our guide. While we are running this Christian race. And that's why I can agree with the saints that I will run on because I have a race to run. And my brothers and sisters, there may be someone tonight uh, that you're standing at the starting line. You want to get in the race, but you're not sure. To enter the race or remain at the starting line, I submit to you tonight to cross over, start at that starting line by accepting Jesus as Savior and Lord of your life. For the Word of God teaches us that if you confess with your mouth, you believe in your heart uh, that Jesus is the son of God, that he died, that he was raised from the dead. Uh, the Bible, according to Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10, declares that you will be saved because it is with your mouth that you confess, but it is with the heart that you must believe. Paul goes on to write in that 10th chapter of Romans, I believe it's verse 13, that whosoever call on the name of Jesus shall be saved. You can receive him tonight right where you are. You may be there in your home, but you can receive. You may be sitting at your desk because you're working a night shift, but you're tuning in to this revival service that is going on. You can receive Christ tonight. Ask him to come into your heart and save you from your sin. The Bible says when we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. First John chapter 1 and verse 9. So receive him tonight and then get connected with the Bible teaching church. My brothers and sisters, you can contact Friendship Baptist Church. The phone number will be posted there on the screen. Call Friendship Baptist Church, Pastor Clinton, T.C. Edwards, uh, and this Friendship Church family will minister to you. May God bless you. May God keep you. Even my brothers and sisters, I dare not close without extending an invitation to those who were once in the race. But maybe you dropped out of the race. And say, Pastor Hambrick, I, I dropped out 
of the race. But you can get back on course tonight. You can get back on course tonight. Just submit yourself to the Lord Jesus Christ. And get back in line. And connect it back in to your church family. May God bless you. And may God keep you. May heaven smile upon you. And I'm grateful once again for this opportunity to Pastor Edwards for giving us this privilege to stand in this sacred place of which he stand week after week and proclaiming God's word. We trust and pray that you have received from God's word tonight and that you will continue to stay encouraged and stay in this Christian race. My brothers and sisters, let us look to God and be dismissed. And we say now, may the grace of God, the love of God, the communion of the Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and be with you hence now and forevermore. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, amen and Amen.